You are listening to NFT Talk Show, where we put the T in NFT. I am your host, Tony Payne, and if you have ever wanted to know anything and everything, including all the juicy deets about NFTs, you are in the right place. So buckle up, get ready, and let's go. Welcome to another episode of the NFT Talk Show. I am Tony Payne, and as promised, I will be doing NFT Basics Revisited. So I will be doing an NFT Basics Revisited for those who still need a bit of a breakdown of this NFT thing. <laughs> I know I always hear people go, "This NF- what is this NFT thing you're talking about? All right, so even if you already know about this NFT thing and you're an expert, it is still going to be a good listen. I'm going to keep them very short and sweet, but very informative, okay? But before I do continue on this episode, I want to talk about Legends Live Forever, my new photography collection that will be available to, 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 to. On the 22nd of February of the year 2022. Um, I do have an interest form on my Twitter right now. So if anybody is interested in collecting some photography NFTs, because we know how wonderful and valuable they're going to be very soon, (laughs) not financial advice. Go ahead and fill out the form. And if you just love my personality and want to support me, go ahead and fill out the form. Um, There are a lot of things coming with that particular collection that I really can't say right now. But of course, because I love everyone listening to the NFT talk show, I will be keeping you informed. And yes, that is it for my 22nd (laughs) All right, let's get into it. So the question is, what type of people do you see in NFTs? What type of person or NFT or we're going to call you an NFT or what type of NFT are are you? That was a tongue twister, wasn't it? What type of NFT -er are you? So we're going to break it down and I'm going to categorize, even though it could be more, but I'm going to keep it simple and categorize it into three. So in the NFT community, the basic three types of people you see are the artist or the project owner or founder, they call them founders, project founder, the collector or NFT trader. And then you have the third category, which is the person that does both. So you could be an artist or a project founder, a collector or a trader, or both. And all of them have different different goals, different ways of doing things, not financial advice, but I'm going to break it down for you. All right, so we're going to start with the artist or the project founder. So the project founder or the artist, let's start with the artist. The artist is pretty much somebody that has a product and wants to mint and sell that product, which is art. Could be 3D art. It could be photography like I do. 
It could be hand drawings. It could be paintings, digitized, minted on the blockchain and sold as NFT. So that is the artist. Your goals would be to sell your particular work as an NFT. That's all you're doing. Then we have the project founder. So the project founder sometimes can be an artist that now uses the, uh, <laughs> the project founder can sometimes be an artist as well that does decide to do a generative project of their artwork. And a lot of times it's like between maybe 5,000 to 10,000 pieces those are not considered one-on-one -on -one art pieces. It's a generative project or a, a massive amount of pieces um, versus just one one-on-one piece here and there like an NFT artist would have, right? So a project founder could be an artist or could not be an artist, but they usually have something else attached to their collection, which is utility. It could be they're donating to charity. It could be that they're um, fronting the project. It could be that they're raising awareness about something, they're raising money for something. So usually the projects, if you're an artist or not an artist, projects usually come with utility. With one-on-one -on -one art, the art is the utility. It's like going to collect a Mona Lisa. The art is what you're getting for your money. But a lot of times the projects, which has art attached to it, will offer something more. Um, they usually have bigger communities, whereas the one-on-one -on -one artist usually has a small, tight-knit community like I do. Um, the Champagners, um, we're not up to 10,000. <laughs> we could grow, though, but man, 10,000 is a lot. Um, but we're really super tight-knit, and it's, you know, it's beautiful. Um but then you also have the projects where they do have beautiful communities too, but their holders, you know, kind of expect more like, okay, what are we doing? Are we doing charity? Are we giving back? Are we doing this? Are we doing that? Because that is usually the objective of these projects. And the project does attract uh, more flippers because there are 10,000 pieces. Some people will collect just to resell. Um, and, with one-on-one -on -one art and projects, we're still talking about artists here, right? It's a little tricky because one-on-one -on -one art um, in the NFT space right now is more of a long-term hold, in my opinion. It's something that you collect, one, because you like the artist's work. Number two, because you see value in the artist. So you don't see as many flippers. You might get a few, but you don't see as many flippers with the one-on-one. -on -one. They kind of understand that, you know, it's a long game. Um, people that purchase one-on-one kind of understand it's in the long game. Yeah, you do see some that, you know, immediately will relist. Um, for instance, my Legends Live Forever collection will not be public sale. So assuming um, somebody does get a chance to get their hands on one or two or three, they can obviously list two. If they get their hands on three, let's say that happens, they can list two in the public and you know that's the only way somebody can get it publicly well in my case um but yeah so with projects it's a little different with projects even though that is what the person does like i'm focused on my project 
um, with projects it's a little different because there are so many pieces. So you really can't control um, who flips for what price or whatnot. But with the one-on-one artist, you still have a little bit of leverage on how your art is valued. So I don't, I mean, I always say the floor prices of things like photography and one-on-one art, I've never seen any go to zero. Um, whereas a project can run that risk if they have a lot of paper hands. Um, but yeah, they're both great. It's just knowing your objective and what you're trying to do in the NFT space. All right, so moving on. The next type are the NFT collector or trader. So let's say you are somebody that goes, oh, well, I don't have any talent in the arts, but how can I make money in NFTs? Well, let me tell you. (laughs) So you could be an NFT collector or trader. So the NFT collector or trader kind of also has its subcategories. It has the holders like diamond hands and people that collect to support the artist or the cause of the project. And then you have the flippers. And these are people that collect to flip to make money. So you have to kind of determine which one you fall under because it's two different psychologies we're, we're dealing with here, right? If you classify yourself as a flipper, then you're not getting attached to your NFTs. You're buying pre, um, at mint, pre-reveal your selling to whoever wants to get um, into the project that wasn't able to get into the project at mint. And that is what most flippers do. Some flippers will hold to kind of see what the floor price will look like if it goes up a little bit more. So they flip for a higher price. And then some flippers just sell and move on. Um, But yeah, so you kind of have to determine what your goals are. Like, what are you trying to achieve? And then tailor yourself to what you're trying to achieve. If you're trying to be a flipper, like I said, you don't get attached to your NFTs. You just get it mint, get, um, get it mint and flip pre-reveal and move on to the next project. But if you're somebody that collects, or let's say you like Tony Payne <laughs> and you like her work, then you would collect and kind of hold on. And in, in the case that she moons, you know, maybe I'll go to the moon with Elon Musk. <laughs> you never know. Like Gary V says, you know, being underestimated is a gift. And I, and I stand by that a hundred percent because I do see it where, you know, a lot of people run after like the hyped projects and then they kind of underestimate the fact that an artist doing one-on-one art or photography can moon at any time because it takes just one moment and they go, Oh, I missed out. Oh, well, I didn't see this, but yes, you did see it. You just didn't think it was going to be valuable. Um, and that's why you ignored it. And that's understandable. We all do that, you know, where we feel like, okay, well, is this a good investment or not? Should I, should I not? Sometimes you bet on, you know, um, you bet on things that you like or believe in. Anything in the NFT world is some sort of a gamble, you know, not financial advice. Everybody always says that because you just never know. You never know what's going to take off. You never know what's not going to take off. Some things might look promising and not take off. Something might look like a dud and all of a sudden you're like, what? Wait, what happened? Where, when did this come up? You know, so it's just, you just never know. But the thing with one-on-one that I always say, if you're investing in a one-on-one artist, just make sure you do your own research and make sure they're an artist 
that is actively working and is actively um, promoting their work and not just, you know, kind of leaving things there and going, okay, well, you've collected my work, peace, deuces. (laughs) But yeah, so what type of collector are you? You have to ask yourself that. Are you a long-term holder or are you a flipper? If you're a long-term holder, not financial advice again, if you're a long-term holder, I will say collect one-on-one art because honestly speaking, a lot of people say this in an NFTs and I believe it, they're going to be the future. Um, you know, when the project running, people running after projects die down, the one-on-one art will be the future. They'll be the ones, you know, in the galleries, they'll be the ones getting talked about. So even if it's just one piece that you have in your wallet or two, just in case you want to flip later, um, just do it, you know, make sure, um, it's an artist that you like. So you're comfortable with seeing the work in your wallet. Don't, you know, go collect something and you're like, shoot, I shouldn't have done that. Just make sure you do your own research. All right. So moving on the third type of NFT. er <laughs> All right. So the third type of NFT er is the artist and collector. Now, what is an artist and collector? So an artist and collector is pretty much somebody that came into the NFT space as an artist, but ended up also collecting projects. So why do artists collect projects? Different reasons. It could be to make extra income because they know that people run after projects and you can get a quick flip. And this is me being honest with you. Or they could do it to be a part of the project. I have some long-term project holds like fame ladies that I got into not because I was trying to flip but because I one I enjoyed the story behind it they have a rich (laughs) interesting story and long term I see that in 10 years from now when we're talking about nfts I see that being very significant um to the stories of nf to the stories of nfts right So I have zero plans to, you know, sell my fame ladies anytime soon, unless I pick up like 10 (laughs) and keep. So I'm long-term holding those ones. And, um, as an artist, you know, networking is important to me and making the right connections. Sometimes you will do that in the discords. You will do that by holding the same project as somebody. So even if it's just one project and you network within um, sometimes that whole camaraderie comes in where it's like, oh, this is one of ours. Like I can go into the ape, um, discord now and say, look, one of yours is dropping a project if you're interested. So those are like the little advantages of holding, being an artist collector, (laughs) an artist collector. Yeah. Uh So you don't have to be if you're an artist, but these are some of the advantages. So an artist collector is an artist that came into the NFT space as an artist, but ended up collecting projects and also collecting artwork, one-on-one artwork from their friends and um, other artists in the NFT space to show support and grow the space. Because when we're collecting each other's work, the space continues to grow, right? The money circulates within or the eat or the soul circulates within the community. And that is very important. Because when somebody from the outside is looking in, you want to see activity in the NFT space. Because, you know, the truth is, yeah, NFTs do have a lot of naysayers, right? Quick save. (laughs) 
the right click save people they infuriate me like i i already told that story of how they bombarded me oh it's mine now oh it's mine now but yeah so you're gonna have a lot of people you know they talk about NFTs negatively, but when they see that, you know, a lot of good things are being done with NFTs, I don't see why it's an issue. It's just a different way to collect art. That's all it is. New technology. We got to move at times, you know, this new technology, use it to collect art. It's, you know, there's some people that NFTs will be their first time being an art collector. Like these opportunities were not there for them. Because a lot of times when you try to collect art, you have to go through either a gallery or just go through this long process where you don't even have direct contact with the artist and it's super expensive. But now you can actually collect work from an artist one-on-one and, you know, like, this is me, this is you. And it's just, it's a beautiful technology. So boo to all right click savers. <laughs> they make no sense anyways. But yeah, so, um. Uh, our, an artist collector is somebody, like I said, that is an artist that came into the space as an artist and ended up being a collector for various reasons, either to, you know, trade, which is flip and make extra income because we do know that sometimes one-on-one art does take time to get picked up off the floor, um, or sell. But again, that's still because that mentality in the NFT space right now is, oh, projects will sell. But, you know, instant gratification sometimes is not always a win. And we fail to see what's in front of us. Like, you got to think towards the future. You know what I mean? Like, look at a lot of people that get rugged. Imagine somebody that bought a project for 70 and then sold at 4 ETH. So imagine taking that extra eat that they're losing and putting it into one-on-one art. You know, it would have been so much better. <laughs> I don't know how, you know, I don't know, but that's my opinion. Um, not going to tell anybody how to trade their money, their business, but logically, I, I always can never understand that. So yeah, so you have to determine what type of, you know, NFT or are you, are you just an artist or your project founder, or are you a collector or trader? Do you long-term hold diamond hands or do you flip or are you a paper hand? We don't like paper hands. <laughs> well, paper hands, they're good if you're trying to get into a project late, but they're not good if you're already in the project. <laughs> but yeah, so don't be a paper hand unless I don't know, whatever. <laughs> it helps some people to get into the project at a good entry point. So I, I won't knock paper hands. Well, don't be a paper hand in any project I'm in. I'll say that. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So, and are you an artist who also collects an artist collector? Those are the first questions you have to ask yourself before you even attempt to start trading or doing anything in NFTs. What are your goals? What type of NFT or are you? Okay. All right. So the next episode, I will be talking about marketplaces. All right. So we're doing the NFT. Let me sing a song for you. No, I'm not. <laughs> so I'm going to be doing the NFT basically revisited marketplaces. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I am Tony Payne. Don't forget. Follow us on Twitter at NFT Talk Show. Don't forget to give us a review. Five stars only. We don't need the one stars. 
five-star review, okay? And don't forget to share with a friend. I know a lot of people are looking for information about NFTs. If somebody goes to you, what is NFT? Oh, tell me more about NFTs. Just send them the podcast. Send them this podcast. Like, look, Tony will hook you up. She'll let you know what's what you need to know about NFTs. So yes, next one we're going to be doing is marketplaces. So I will be breaking down some of the marketplaces and what they have to offer. I will be breaking them down by blockchain. So Tez, Solana, and Eve will be the ones I will be talking about. All right. I will catch you on the blockchain. Bye.